We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer, Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. Recorded live every Monday night at 5.30 p.m. at a tap room in the heart of Mapleton Fall Creek. Here are your hosts, Jason Chisholm and Kerry Burge. Welcome back to another episode of Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT. Carrie, what is Indy City Football? I am so glad you asked. Um, Indy City Football is a neighborhood soccer league uh-huh. with a philanthropic twist. Oh. Yeah, ooh. We don't have a we don't have a printout for you I today know, to I'm read this, great. so you're doing it right so off the top of your head. In addition to earning points just simply for winning, uh-huh. you can also win points by being a good citizen, volunteering, giving blood, going to after parties, drinking, and now this year for the first time ever, you can be a member of a team without actually playing. If you have trauma from grade school PE class and you do not feel (laughs) as if you could play the game without being a hazard to yourself and others, you can be on the team and simply earn points by doing other things than playing soccer. And you can just show up, make new friends. and I've uh, made so many friends. I don't need any new friends. Tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With me and Carrie today, we also have Cole Street and Josh Mason. Hey, y'all. Josh started out as a guest, and then we just had him. Yeah, no, he's here now. He has earned full co-host co-branding tonight. I'm here for the beverages. Beverages and talking Indy 11. No, I mean, even that, just the friendships Um, at this point. I'm about the good people. I'm about good people. Hey, Carrie, is that my beer over there? It is. You want me to grab that beer? I'll drink it for you. So we're going to jump right into uh, last week's game. So on top of everything Carrie did mention, we do play soccer. We play every Wednesday. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we play Wednesday at uh, Coots on 16th Street in Riverside. And uh, our games are uh, home of the Pan American Games 1987. Yes. Wow. Dang. Just trying to say I was at a few of those games. <laughs> Seriously. I had the pins with Amigo on it that proves it. Oh, I have a story about that, actually. Is this going to be on the radio? This is radio, so we're going to go to the... I like these stories, though. I'm 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 up to the offline. Offline story. Let's put a pin in the Pan Am chat. (laughs) We're going to put that on the podcast. (laughs) Let's keep rolling. Last week's game of the week was Midtown FC versus Meridian Kessler United. Midtown walked away 4-2. You have to do all of them because it didn't print, remember? No, that, was a, that was a great game because I came back for the 9 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. Midtown played great, and that's a team that has been consistent this year. And I think we yeah. talked about that. They are a team that is right in the middle of the table with the zero goal differential. So they there's are. no such a thing. A zero as, goal differential? That is about as consistent as it gets. Wow. And, and they're sitting like 11th overall yeah, right they're now. They're currently so. in the first. They, that, that win pushed them, them into, into the, the first yeah. league. Yeah. Um, last week's rivalry game was Near East United versus Irvington. Irvington got their very first win. Yeah, good on in you, like Irvington. Four years. And yeah, wow. it's been a minute. It's been a while. Josh Ryan, won. you're on blast. And the did Detroit they win? Lions of Indy City Football. They won big. How big did they win? Six nothing. Six nothing. Holy moly! And I, I was there because I have friends on both teams. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm not going to say anything you negative. You felt bad for some of them, and you bad, felt pretty good for the others. But Irvington didn't have any subs. No subs. They finally found a way to put it all together. They had the right people show up. Yep. It's not, it's not always about how many people show up. It's about the right people showing up. Last week's expansion game of the week, Real West versus Riverside City. Riverside City continues their uh, winning ways. They uh, walk away 5-1. to one. Wow. And then last week's I-C-F-P-I-C-F-L-T-S-P-S-O-G-O-T-W. Man, I love that other people read oh, that. What was that? Is that English? Glad uh, you asked. We're supposed to say it now on the air because it was yeah. confusing people. Can I try? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah go uh, for it. It is the Indy City Football Podcast. Mm, Indy City nope. Football. Can I go? Yeah, I've, yep, your I've turn. already missed it. Indy City Football Live presents uh, Indy nope, City. Nope. No, Indy City Football oh. presents Indy City Football Live, the podcast, semi-official game of the week. There you put it all together. I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Broad Ripple versus Atletico Pogues Run. And I will say I watched the end of that game. It was 2-2. It was coming down to the point where I had to present the ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW trophy, and I would have had it on both teams and get them together, plus my game started right after. Whew, the heat is So on. I was getting concerned I'd have to do a lot more work. Was it because I went to the after party, pre-party? You did, you went to the pre-after party. the trophy, okay, sorry, go on. But uh, Broad Ripple put a goal in like as the whistles were blowing yep. for the, to end the oh. game. They were not happy with Doc. Who, I can't uh, remember. Was on the oh, podcast last week. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, ended it right then and there. It gave no chance for APR to come back. And Broad River City won. Got to present them the trophy and get on to my own game. Three to two. And I did have a member of Broad Ripple tell me they listen, but he listens on like triple speed or something. He like tells me like how many podcasts he listens through to a day. So I have one special thing for him. Well, I hope that was that. three times slower than the normal speed. I'm a 1.25 kind of guy. Yeah, my same, yeah. same. My boyfriend is a 2.75. Oh, it sounds see, insane. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need I to mean, speed it up. I need to challenge my brain. Andrew, if you're listening right now, I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> no, there's no way anyone got that. <laughs> okay, so the challenge this week for any City Football Extra City Points. Cole, what's your points? How are you getting points this week? Share a picture or pictures of your team volunteering in the community together. And you'd hope you get some photos from the last week's honeysuckle removal. Yeah, there yep. were several members on the Riverside. Yep. Yeah. We had a great turnout from like league. I thought there was it was very uh, there's was, there's was a rainbow of people. Yeah. Because of the colors and the jerseys. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so the game of the week for this upcoming week, we have Pogues Run versus. Rod or Bates Hendricks. This is a Pogues run team who has lost two in a row after being number two on the standings. Playing against a Bates Hendricks team who is probably one of they are either the best team in the league one week or they're the worst team in the league. One well, week, I got I got inside information from them where they want to be the top of the bottom table. I understand that, but I they played a team that they should have beat, mm-hmm. Old North. Lost and like lost. bad. Lost bad. This was a week of upsets, though. 
This, no, this was a couple weeks ago. I'm just saying oh. consistently, consistently they've been inconsistent <laughs> throughout the year. Get it together, Bates Hendricks. And I've said this to their face, so I can say it on the podcast. It's not like it's not new news to them how I feel. And you can watch the Atletico Pogues run versus Bates Hendricks game. It's 9 p.m. on Field Two this Wednesday. Ooh, Our expansion game of the week is currently number one in the second table. Sporting White River versus number nine in the second table, Intermonon. It's the Intermonon team who's very good. Very good. Uh, we j- Pavel just played them last week. Very good. You and I team. have beat them back-to-back weeks, but uh, yeah, they're a good team. A very, very good team. So that should be a uh, and uh, White River came back and they they got back winning after dropping I think four. four they started at four and zero oh and they're now five and one. Or yeah, four so yeah. it's uh, it'll be an interesting game to see how uh, White River and Intermonon come together. Our rivalry match of the week is game two of the directional derby. You may also remember it as the Compass Cup. This week now, is... Now, Cole, what's the games and what's the the, the actual tournament? So the tournament's name is the Compass Cup. The okay. individual games are a directional They're derby. directional derbies that derbies. make up the Compass Cup. Gotcha. So this <laughs> one is Cole's very own, currently number five in the second table, Southside Soccer Club versus number four in the second table old north united and both of you have one win right two wins uh old north has two wins mm-hmm. do you have we two have wins? one we okay. have one win okay yeah no, it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a good game i think it should are be you good. are you wanting to get into that mid eight i want to win this week okay uh and if you want to cheer on cold and south side or if you want to cheer on old north you can catch them nine o'clock field one it's the best field i agree The ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW for this week is uh, between the number two team in the bottom league, uh, the second league, uh, Real Fletcher Place, versus number eight in the uh, first league, Mapleton. A little scouting report. Cody Santangelo, who is the goalie of Real Fletcher Place, probably one of the best goalies in the league consistently over the years. Just had a minor shoulder surgery, and he's out Ooh. for two more weeks. That does like not do well for my way-too-early preseason guesses. We should, we should bring him in, because I would like to talk to someone from Real Fletcher Place. Because that team has jumped leagues they consistently just, throughout the season. Number. They just don't know if uh, <laughs> what, what league they want to be in. Mm-hmm. I just keep hearing all this stuff. I think about the LIPAFC. That's all I can think of every time I hear these acronyms. Sorry. The Louisville-Indiana proximity situation, yeah. Association Football Contest, which might be the best name for rivalry ever. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got some inspiration from that one with mine. Did so, you? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I we just have a second directional derby game this week. It is Real West and Near East United. Currently, Real West is 10th in the second table. And... East, Near East United is number eight, so that should be another really exciting game. It's on Field Three at 7 p.m. Yeah, all of all four of our uh, directional derby games, right? Yeah. I said that right. Would all you, four teams are playing each other. Yep. All four. This weekend, next week. Yeah, two weeks we're, in a row. We're going to finalize who's going to win the, the Compass, Compass Cup, Cup and, which we have here on all, the table. Yep. And all four teams lost last week, so no one's coming in with momentum off a win. All four. Compass Cup teams lost last week. It's going to be a fun week, and you can see all those games Wednesday at Coots Stadium. 
There's some other games of interest this week. We have number five, Broderbill City versus number nine, Martindale AFC, both in the top table. Martin we have number three, Mass Ave United versus number 10, Upper Downtown FC. Again, both in mm -hmm. that top. I don't know if I read the names or not because I can't remember, even though that just happened. So we're going to keep moving on. We have number two, AC Mile Square versus number four, Sporting Heron Morton. Still undefeated, but fourth because... No, both teams are undefeated. No. Yes. AC Mile Square has a tie. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, yeah. Have, they have a tie. Lost. Yeah, they have lost. Undefeated means you Okay, yeah, lost. yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of sheer points, just from playing soccer, we have two very good teams. But a reminder to you from here, Morton, if you're listening, go do some things in your community. They did, we'll do they did things, last but, week. you know, submit. Yeah, they submitted last week. I think Heron uh, Morton has a very tough schedule the next two weeks. Yep. That is very true. They're playing about as tough as it can get. They play the second and the first teams in the league. Yep. This week's after party is at one of my favorite spots in the whole city. It is at the Black Acre Garden. Oh. Yeah. It is 5529 Bana. They have great beers, guys. They have Drink great the BYB beer while cocktails. They have great distilled spirits. They have a great food menu also. They have the Brickyard Battalion beer. They are. They have the Brickyard Battalion beer. Guess what else they have? Oh, a pet-friendly and kid-friendly space. Ooh. We don't see that a lot. No, we don't. Dig that. Check All out bad. the after party this week at Black Acre Garden, 5529 Bana. We're here with Josh Mason to give our 11 minutes of the Indy 11. Yes. I'm going to give you two because okay. there's things coming on TV soon I need to watch. Okay. Get out of here, Olympian. Just saying, Ted Lasso 2, I'm going to watch for the 14th time. <laughs> I heard the first episode wasn't good. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I, I will. I will fight, folks. And that show is. It's you. You always realize it's setting yourself up for something later. It's so good. I need someone's Apple subscription I so I can watch that game. I got you. It. Great. You're listening to Indie City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. Eleven minutes into Indy City Football Live, it's time for eleven minutes with your favorite Indy Eleven employee, VP of Marketing, Joshua Mason. All right, give us the latest and greatest in Indy Eleven news, Josh. We on break. You are on break, but I saw something coming up. Wait, that, maybe, oh wait uh, that's it. Oh, on that was right. Wednesday, Sorry. that uh, I've heard still week after week that maybe a rumor you're having open tryouts. We are open tryouts. This, uh, I mean, there's 30, I think 35 players registered, and it's again, they're always real opportunities. I said four, three, excuse me, three players have made the team over the years, and it's no guarantees. I mean, we took uh, I think four people or three or four people out of the open trial who actually made it into the actual camp itself. But it's funny, I, I ran into a gentleman, as they mentioned this last week, a, a gentleman who's from the Ukraine, works with Jiffy Lube and Carmel, and just saw my Indy 11 logo, I was like, I'm trying out. I'm like, well, uh, it's not as easy as you think. Um, the level of play is much higher than you may realize, but I don't want to feel like you're, make sure you're making good investment in yourself, because you will get feedback. So it's it's not easy to make the squad. And I, and we had the three players we brought into camp. One actually played in the USL Championship the year prior. One was playing in the Korean League mm -hmm. full-time as a player, and he was outstanding in the tryout, and they still didn't make the first team. So, so. would you say that maybe <clears throat> me, because my parents told me I could be anything I wanted to be when the I American grew up? Idol, I, the American yeah. Idol. That's yes. the American Idol. That's what caused in our Americas. So if you do go to try out and you're listening to the podcast, make sure you wear your jersey from Indy City Football. Yeah, are the tryouts are public. I can just pop you, in. You can. They're at Grand Park. People can go and watch me. It's just 30 people who will 
they'll make their best effort. And I mean this. You don't know what you have. I've read the list of actually the players that played previously, ages where they're from, because it's, it's registered information. And do you have any? Well, go on, go on. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask: Is there anybody who's listed prior gate, like prior experience? I want to say one or two. Not with any city football. It's one or two players who have tried out before. I know gotcha. for sure because I recognize the names. But I was looking at it in terms of what professional team they play for before, or currently or previously. A lot of them are like Division three and four teams, who are trying to make that jump to Division two mm-hmm. or Division one. Remember, the MLS is considered like the top tier in the mm-hmm. United States. Yeah. You know, where they're below. And we can even talk about the latest news the USL Championship announced. Remember, you saw it, Cole. That's just awesome stuff the USL Championship just announced in terms of what they're trying to do as the league in the United States, which is, again, side conversation. But, yeah, I said open tryouts for Wednesday. Come out if you can. And, again, we're on a little bit of a break. I'd get on Instagram, follow all of our players, just see where all the places they're traveling to right now, which is kind of fun. we got people in Vegas. and You know, everybody exploring the U.S. right now from all different parts of the world. So let's talk a little bit about the article put on the Athletic. Was it last? Um, yeah. Last week. That's like Cole flexing to be like, yeah, I did subscribe. To no, the I do not. No, no, no. <laughs> I do. I'm a subscriber, but also then you like, need to share it with me because I couldn't read it. I keep going on Reddit. I had someone send to me too because I couldn't read either. So. You guys, it's I, not expensive. I, I don't know. I, I subscribe to the Indie Star, which you all, everyone should do in Indie, but that's that as far as I get. Long story short, I mean, if the USL Championship and the USL gets what they want to get done in terms of the expansion of the league and going promotion relegation, to me, it's a game changer. Well, that's okay. You just jumped right into the first point. Promotion relegation is a goal for for the championship. So... Based on your understanding, does that include teams that are currently in League One? Uh, it includes everybody who's in the league period, USL Two, One, and Championship. So, wow. granted, you get to build parachute payments and things like they have it overseas, but the intent, I mean, and I'm only, I'm only repeating the words that Jake Edwards, the Commissioner of the League, has, has said, is that that's the intent. And because they know that if you're watching soccer in the United States, it's vastly more relevant to watch versus watching the Cleveland Browns of soccer lose year over year over year. Uh, the Miami. Inter Miami right now. It could be that be them the case right now. Yeah, yeah. they're garbage. We had Josh Penn, uh, much better than uh, paid for. So yep, we love you, Josh. So I also saw something about maybe moving the time in which that the- that was the most interesting part to me is actually trying to m- mimic the European calendar, which means we would we would not be playing over the summer, be playing in more of a German calendar, which means Jawohl. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Stood out there. I'm gonna say things like schnitzel. I'm German as well now. Um, <laughs> the it would bridge the winter. It would take a little bit of the winter piece out, so it would be unbearable to be a fan. But that's why you see a soccer scarf because you're supposed to be playing when it's cold, right? Yep. So hence the reason why the scarf itself. Um, but I'm excited about that because if you're putting on the same uh, calendars relates to players being able to play for your team, well then now your diversity of your pool of players you can go get is very different. So. And I also think that. It sets the USL Championship up to get more of those CONCACAF players that really want to play for their, uh, they want to play for their national team, which is, and, and they're in these countries that don't have very well-defined leagues, like uh, Trinidad is one. Feels like, a great example, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, him being able to come over here and not having to, being on the calendar with what the international calendar is makes it much easier for him to get his call-up approved, I guess you could yep. say. And remember, Neville with me, if you guys saw that he got announced, he got a little bit of something in his lungs and he got sick and he wasn't able to play. I mean, anytime you lose a player, you know, in the middle of the season like Neville, who, if you guys watch our recent results, you know what a st- stalwart he is in the back line. <laughs> no Neville equals harder to get points. And it's not a knock on anybody in the squad saying we all can't do the work, but Neville is such a 
a linchpin on that back line. If you don't have an Avil, man, it changes the way you play the game and what you set yourself up for. I mean, not only contributes going forward, he's solid at D, but he also has been around long enough that he can help set the tone. With Especially with this year, we have a lot of new players. 80%, yeah. So we have Ioze, Jordan Farr, who's out. Ioze's been playing. Try, I imagine he's been trying his best to kind of instill what the what Indy City or what Indy 11 is and how you should play. But without more people on the field that kind of know what that is and have been there, done that, yep. through the adversity, we're running into issues like we are right now. And you got Hallworth is finally coming back off injury slowly. I mean, he's trying to work himself back. He wants back out there. I mean, squad's still deep, and we're mid-season. We're mid-table. It's like I said, a beautiful lamp in the middle of a table, which is not ideal, clearly. I mean, clearly we aspire for more, but... You know, I, I control butts and seats. They control the results in the field. So yeah. well, let's, uh, let's them do the good work and hope that second half, you know, we get some challenge. We're in striking distance. Truly, truly. Which and if you, see, if you look at our division, it's so tight. It's tight. Which, yeah. which means that, like, no matter, you can lose a couple weeks, you can lose a couple games, you win a couple games, and you're still in the conversation. There's no one. I mean, Louisville might be, boo, might be running away. I guess with the top, but there's still three other positions left to go into the playoffs. And, and I feel like I owe everyone who attended the game an apology. I mean, giving away one that late really stung for me personally as well as professionally. So um, give Birmingham full credit. Good squad. Like, generally a good squad. And Alex Cronalli, their back line. Of, you know, Alex, I think his brother's actually there now. So Alex played for us for a short period of time between us and Columbus crew. A good human, mm -hmm. I might add. So... Good on them. Good on them for getting the win. Um, but I hate losing that late. I'll take the point all day at home. And the next uh, 11 game will be against FC Tulsa Away. on August 4th. And you're only uh, three points off of them. And uh, there's three uh, positions separating you two. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's funny. Is that the FC, FC Tulsa front office is a front office from a marketing perspective is actually our closest peers. Mm -hmm. We know a lot of them. We've done some work with them in the past for different projects. But uh, they used to all run, actually just run the Nashville team. And they all left and moved to Tulsa, which is a accreditation to the leadership there to actually take an entire marketing team and actually mm -hmm. move them to a different city altogether. Uh, good group of folks. I, I'd love to get the win there. As you guys saw, they were hot really early. Mm -hmm. I mean, my hope is that we start getting hot late and we start seeing some results we want to see. We have definitely had attacking. I said what killed us was the defense late. So we have a tendency to give up goals way late. Until you, until we go to that promotion relegation, it really matters about how you play getting into the playoffs. If you get in and you're hot, no matter what position you are, you have a chance to win. I've yeah. always believed that about hockey too. Like Hockey's if you have the momentum going into the playoffs, like you are set. Montreal Canadiens were not very good during the regular season, and they went all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. So it, yeah. it, they weren't very good there either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Josh. We'll have a little bit more with you later. Real quick. Do you remember when show. Josh said he was? Oh, he only needed two minutes. <laughs> uh, that's two minutes if you're if, nine minutes if you're ago. in Canada. <laughs> thank you, Josh. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, we're back with Katherine Reed. She is, I've heard, the czarist of the Brickyard Battalion. Catherine, welcome. We're glad to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So how did you get involved with the BOAB? Like, have you done it for a long time? Maybe tell us your origin story. Sure. Um, I've been kind of a, a part of the BOAB since the beginning. Um, but once my children got old enough that they could join in with the BYB during game days, I just started getting more like active involved with TIFO and watch parties and things like that. Awesome. And then uh, I'm one of those people who 
doesn't like to just stand by and watch. I like to help. And so started really helping out and getting involved with the board about three or four seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you have a lot of friends that you've made just from BYB? You can pick a favorite if you want. <laughs> favorites. They're all my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the BYB is one big, big extended family, which is, is what makes it so special. You know, so great. Um, just this weekend, one of our members um, has been going through a hard time, yeah. lost his mother. Um, and, you know, we sit in the stands and we share a beer and we yeah. shed a few tears, actually, at halftime. Um, because people become so near and dear to your hearts. Um, and that's what I love about, about our soccer community. And as I'm getting more involved with Indy City Football, it's what I love about this new community as well, that it's not just soccer. Soccer brings us together, right? But um, we, all, we all have the same type of vibe that, that we can do more together than just play soccer. And mm-hmm. that's why I love it. So great. Thank you. Um, do you have a favorite cheer? <laughs> and can you recite it right now? <laughs> Are we allowed to swear on that? Uh, um, thank you for your thank you for uh, joining us today. We're going to put the rest of this on the podcast. Perfect. Um, any any cheer that that goes on and on. Um, I think that when you start a cheer in the BYB, like um, a friend once said that the goal is to make it die at halftime, like just drag it out as long as you can. Um, so never stop clapping or never stop jumping is always a fun thing because you literally get a workout and jump up and down until you are out of breath. Um, but anything, uh, my, my son, he would say that Bella Ciao is his favorite. Um, and we listen to some Italian old school um, with Bella Ciao as well in the car. And so, you know, when you drive down the street and your mm-hmm. 10-year-old is, is chanting loudly and the cars around you look around like, why is this 10-year-old <laughs> screaming Italian out of a car window? We're like, yeah, it's BYB. Yep. <laughs> it's just like enriching education. Yes, yes. colorful yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys just wrapped up your big, oh goodness, I'm blanking on Pride the name. Razor. Pride Razor. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Pride Fundraiser, but it's cooler. Yeah, Pride, Pride Razor. Razor. Tell us how that went. Pride Razor was fantastic this year. Um, would have been more successful if Indy scored more goals, but that's a whole other discussion. We can talk to Josh um, about that here yeah, in a second. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the, the winner, um, Chris Henderson, if you're listening, congratulations. Um, what I most appreciated about our winner, um, who had his name randomly drawn this weekend at the tailgate, was he, like, over and above donated. So people got to pledge, right? But yeah. then even... Um, if you looked at your pledge and were like, wow, Indy didn't, score, didn't much, score a lot of goals. Um, a lot of people went above and beyond and, and added in some extra cash to, to Indy Youth Group to make up for Indy's lack of offense. Um, but we raised over $2,300 for Indy Youth Group. Um, and I know from, from looking at other um, pride raiser numbers across the country that that's a solid amount in, sure in 30 days. Um, there are MLS clubs that aren't raising that much money. Um, so if you're out there and you missed the, the month of June to pledge and to donate, you can still go on IYG and, and donate now. Um, but we'll, we'll do Pride Razor again next year. And then if anyone has any other local organizations that you'd want us to consider for Pride Razor, we're open to that as well. Well, we will definitely be helping you guys out with that again next Perfect. year. Okay, <laughs> unless Cole or Jason have any questions, I have one last question for you. Well, I was going to ask about your, um, your team. So you don't play with any city football yet. 
Yet. I like how you said yet. Are you ready to sport that sweet, sweet brown? <laughs> it's like an orange. It's, it's kind of like a rust. Do yeah. I have the teams yeah, yeah, yeah. confused? Rust. Rust. I have the teams confused. Yeah. It's not Actually, Near East. I, well, it's confusing because BYB um, sponsors Real West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they rock the black. Yes, they do. They and so then well. Midtown has the rust, which when I got my Midtown jersey, I was like, yes, I love this color. <laughs> um, I'm not a playing member, no, and, and I keep dodging the evil looks from the, <laughs> from the teammates on the field when I sit and cheer. But I, I am someone who, if I commit to something, like I feel guilty if I don't. If but I'm you, not in but it you probably should. You should. <laughs> and so, like, I, I've been gone for the past four weeks, mm-hmm. and like my team would have had no one to. Like, yeah, I no wouldn't sense. have been there. Mm-hmm. So I feel guilty about that kind of stuff. So um, maybe if I can recruit a couple more Midtown girls to join me. Then we can help each other out and not feel guilty when we're absent. Midtown girls and women in Latvia who are listening, consider moving to Midtown if you don't live there, and consider playing for the ICF Midtown team. Midtown is the place to be. We are the 63rd most listened to sports podcast in Latvia. No, it's Lithuania. I said Latvia. No, I think this is the second person from Midtown we've recruited through the podcast. Yes. So. Okay. Yeah, well, who's uh, Sock uh, uh Kevin Johnston. Oh, I love KJ. I didn't know KJ lived in my neighborhood. Next Hi, year. KJ. Next year, <laughs> I think gonna, he'll play with you. He's going to join, too. So. Yep. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, I, I, it's always... fun meeting people that are on Midtown that I knew before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even know they lived in my neighborhood. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. Bringing people together in D.C. football. <laughs> so as, like, the president or czarist of... <laughs> BYB. For those out there that maybe go to the Indy 11 games but don't sit in the BYB because it might be like intimidating or you know that BYB has been around longer than the 11, what's the best way for someone to get involved uh, with that, with the BYB? Just walk on up to the stands and say hi to people. Um, it, it can be intimidating and I get that. Um, you know, that's why it took me so long with my children because they didn't want to come up. They thought it would, that it would be scary. <laughs> the best way that my kids got involved was they went to an away day. And so it's a smaller setting, a smaller group. They got to know people really well. And then the very next match, we were at home in the BYB. But for new people, come to the tailgate. We always tailgate uh, starting at 4 o'clock in the parking lot. Currently, it's parking lot A. But we are working on um, moving back to our original location, which is in parking lot B, right across from the entry gate. Come to the tailgate. We typically have things to share with you that you might drink or games that you might play and get to know people there. And then it makes kind of going into the stands a little bit easier. But if you can't make to the tailgate, just come on into the stands. We just started. we purchased a bunch of rainbow captain armbands. So various members of the BYB board or leadership group are going to begin wearing those at home games. So if anyone ever has questions or wants to find a, a welcoming, friendly face to come into the section, or if, there's, if there's ever anything that you need assistance with during the game, you can reach out and find someone with one of those rainbow armbands on. That's awesome. That. Yeah, that is really cool. And then are there ways, so like let's say that someone lives in like a certain part of town, are there like smaller groups of, in the BYB 
that they can get involved with as yeah, well? Yeah, we have several affiliate groups. If you go to our website, byb.soccer, um, if you click on membership and affiliates, you can see all the different affiliate groups. Some are geographically based. Mm -hmm. Some are, are interest-based. You know, um, there's just a wide variety of that. And so the affiliates will host watch parties around the city in different areas. So it's easy to get to a watch party. Um, but then the BYB is also hosting watch parties. So if, if you're looking for a, a more intimate setting to get to know some members, then come on out. We have watch parties at Black Acre, and those will be listed on the website as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Did you have a final question, I do. Gary? Okay, so since we're right before we started recording, you mentioned that you're also watching The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. I know you're a couple weeks behind. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think that's all the time we have today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to let you know where I am, she just sent that one guy home who was like auditioning for The Bachelor. Thomas. Thomas, I think his yeah. name was. Yeah. So he, they just had in the new, the, oh, what's his name? The Blake. Guy? Blake. I feel like Blake is going to be going to be a front runner. A series of front runner. So what I would yeah. say is I picked Blake to win in my bracket. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Have you figured out the reason why yet? The reason why he's going to win? Because you said you had marked down like Omega signs. Oh, that was, that had nothing to do with Blake because oh, okay. I already knew who Blake was. But yeah, in my nose for the first episode, I inexplicably had an Omega sign between Greg and Andrew S., who both are doing great and still in. Oh. And um, I, I know this is a bit of a spoiler for later. So I see the Virgin did not make it through. Yeah, that is a spoiler for my recap later, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Michael P. was sent home. That's too bad. More on that later. Virgin Michael P. <laughs> Poor Bud never stood a chance. <laughs> he really didn't. Ever since they had to get up on the stage and like reenact that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I had second in embarrassment. He didn't find Wait. his mother. He did not. Reenact what? I don't well, watch the to, show, like, so. Act or do poetry. Yeah. He sat on that bed yeah. and. It was. It was oh, not. He did the bed and was like. Mm -hmm. It was not great. Kind of creepy. I hated it. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Catherine Reed, so much. Um, if you guys are interested in getting involved with the Brickyard Battalion, um, you can just check out byb.com. Dot soccer. Dot soccer. Dot soccer. Byb. Dot soccer. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh. Huh. Yeah. How the turntables have turned. Yeah. Um, okay, so just get involved. You heard it's a welcoming community. I had a great time. Um, you can subscribe at byb.com.soccer slash brickyardbattalion.com. Um, usually Indy City Football is there with a tent. It's yes. a fun time. Learn the cheers. I recently went to my first game. Yes. Had a blast. Yeah, check it out. So I actually had a question for you about that. Oh, go on. Um, so I, I knew that you went to your very first game. I listened to that podcast. Yeah. Um, and so my question for you is, one day you should come join our capos in the capo stand. I oh, am friends with Amanda Wallace, so yes, I would love to do that. Everyone's Perfect. friends with Amanda. It's just, is there anyone I listening like, to this I podcast? I like random people, and they're like, oh, is that Amanda? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Amanda, <laughs> I don't think you listen to this podcast, but if you do... You are a star. <laughs> and I would be honored to sit up there and Capo, help. I recently saw someone ask, like, what is, um, on Twitter, what is an Olympic sport that isn't an Olympic sport, but should be an Olympic sport? And several people were like, oh, Capo. Capo. That's amazing. Love um, it. Our, one of our beloved Capos, Josh, uh, actually pulled a hamstring this past weekend. So if he's not healed in time, maybe you're free on August 14th. I may be. Perfect. Well, August 14th. I'll be there. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, BYB. You.
We'll have Catherine back on in a little bit with a segment on the podcast with Josh Mason. like to do here in Indy City football is talk about happenings around town. Yeah, I've got a lot for you guys this week. It is a wild week. Let's live it up. It's Japanese restaurant week. Most local Japanese restaurants are participating. Check it out. We also have a benefit concert that's something I'm super interested in that is called Red, White, and Bassoon. It's a benefit concert by a local band that is a bassoon choir. I have seen them live. It's weird. It's cool. They're having a benefit on July 28th at the High Annex. Could not figure out, based on the internet, what it's benefiting. <laughs> That's always a good uh, TBA. It benefits TBA. <laughs> there is a it's like the field... Michael, it's like the Michael Scott Fun Run for the Cure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is a showing of Field of Dreams at Victory Field on the 29th. The Indie Seltzer Fest. It's at the Foling Warehouse in the CIC, Circle City Industrial Complex Building, CCIC. Um, that's on July 30th. And there is an indie downtown safari by Indie Landmarks where they will be showing you in architectural terms all the downtown animals that are in like different concrete okay. parts of buildings. So that'd be pretty cool. I think that's really cool. Uh, something that stuck out to me at the zoo, right? Most of them? Most of them would be, right? Just no, saying. like a lion statue. Or oh, a fish. sorry, sorry. Um, anyways, that's on July 31st. Indiana Landmarks is putting that on. Something that stuck out to me, uh, Carrie, was the Field of Dreams screening yeah. at uh, Victory Field. Yes. Josh, what movie would you screen at? Uh, oh, man. Do you really want to say that to me? I mean, I love soccer movies. So yeah. <sighs> my favorite soccer movie, and this might, maybe Cole will get it. The Damned United is my all-time favorite soccer movie. No. Damned United, uh, it's about... Um, God, I'm a blanket his name. The, the Leeds United old manager from back in the 80s. Amazing. So the FA Cup and the mm-hmm. importance of the FA Cup. If you've never seen the movie, it's the same guy, um, Michael Marshall Cullihan. Cullihan. No. No, I'm just saying. Who's the guy that always plays? There's no way I would know that. <laughs> the UK Prime Minister. He's the same actor, Michael. Hugh Grant. No. Dang it, it's going to bother me he now. He does play a prime minister, doesn't he? I don't know. Actually. He may have. I wish you guys on a side note while we're looking this up could have seen Cole's blank expression on his face. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but you're like, not and Cole well, might know. Well, no, 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 As soon no. as you uh, said the best soccer movie ever. It is the best soccer movie ever. I mean this in the nicest ways. I'm not going to say Victory, which is like the Rocky, the Sylvester Stallone. Uh, terrible. Isn't it? I'm not going to say like Beckham. I'm going to say Green Street no, Hooligans. No. If you would have said Ladybugs and a punch in. She's the man. She's the man. It's the best. 100% of Soccer. I meant to talk to you guys about that this week. Yes. There it is. Brian Clough. That's okay. what I knew. I couldn't remember his name. Nobody cares about the that movie green. anymore because she's, she's the man. The man. Amanda Bynes. The bigger, Amanda Bynes. And Channing Tatum. Tatum. That's the best soccer movie. It's, it's, it's like kicking and screaming and ladybugs. You might as well put no. this right up there. Uh, it's, like the no. it's like the one, two, and three of know. disappointment. You don't even know. Kicking and screaming. So it's about no, kicking and screaming. It's not. That's not. a good movie. So what is it? The Mean Green? No. She's the man is better. This. It's about. This is the situation. There, Amanda Bynes is a really good soccer player. The school is she? She's a drug addict. Let's not talk about this. She's a really good soccer player. She's a really good soccer she's player. She's turned her life around and now she's a fashion designer. The school closed the women's program because it wasn't making any money. So mm-hmm. she transferred under her brother's name to an all boys school and pretended to be a boy so she could make the men's soccer team and then she could uh, just play there. So it's she, based off of the 12th night. 
a little Shakespeare knowledge drop. Nice. It's so, incredible. Unreal. What about the Mean Green? That's the movie, you mean right? The That's Big Green. The Big Green. Thank that you. That is a good one, you. but not as good as this. I'm, I'm glad no one said Green Street Hooligans. That makes me very happy. It's like the campiest. No. Like, I mean, come terrible. On. I, I said Bend It Like Beckham, The Big Green. Uh, this is now. This is the Game now. of Their Lives. Remember that one? This is now that? She's no. the Man Stan podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, we got to keep rolling with the show. It's we the do. Bachelor we do. is approaching. Okay, so. That will actually do it for the radio portion of uh, Indy City Football Live. We will continue on this conversation with Josh, Cole, and we'll have a little bit more extension with... Catherine Reed, we'll hear Thank from her. Thank you. And uh, she'll, be, she'll, uh, she'll be continuing on here in the podcast. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening on WQRT, FM, LP, 99.1. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye, Radio World. Check us out wherever you get your podcast. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? day in this beauty wood, an early day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? You've been listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. Check out the rest of the Indy City Football Live interviews wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you enjoy playing soccer or just enjoy volunteering and meeting your neighbors, you can learn more about the league or join your neighborhood team and help make Indianapolis a better place at www.indycityfootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. All right, so we're back here for Indie City Football After Dark. It's the more fun part of the podcast. Uh, what are we all drinking tonight? Carrie, you got to tell me what I'm drinking. So you are drinking a blonde from Thank you. Streetside. We're here to tap room. I'm drinking a beer that has glitter in the title. I've already forgotten. Glitter it's Freeze? Glitter yeah. Freeze. I'm, I'm also it drinking a Glitter Freeze. Delicious. I can't see. Can someone turn the lights on? This is after dark. I can't see. <laughs> I think it's a beer. I'm not sure. I'm touching it. It feels like liquid. I think that maybe Josh has had too much. What? Just joking. <laughs> All right. We got to check in on our way too early champion season predictions. Real Fletcher Place. How are we doing in the standings? Uh, they are... They're in the top division. Are oh. they back in the top? Or they're, they're, in the, they're in the promotion relegation They're position. in the middle eight right now. So they have a chance to go top. They have a chance to go bottom. I'm rooting for them so hard. Atletico, Pogues run. Cole's pick that he picked in week 10. Yep, they uh, lost two in a row right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's... I think they could lose every other game and still stay in League One, which is I think they're going to be... Something, but I, I think they'll be at League One for sure. How yeah. is Jordan's pick, Riverside, doing? They are looking strong, also in League One. Wow. How, uh, Jay and Jason, you guys took the easy way out and picked Sporting here, Morton? Hoping they lose the next two weeks. <laughs> All right, we've got a Carrie's soccer term for you guys. It is, okay, tell me, what is a trap? Hmm. I, I kind of want to do the Star Wars thing, but I won't, so a trap. <laughs> it, it actually goes in really well with the commission segment. Okay. Just Say more. <laughs> so your defense would play a trap, 
on the offense. So they want to. Am I am I doing this right? Am I in the right realm? Yeah, the when D, your defense would play a trap for the offense, wait, where wait, no, 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 offense plays a trap on the defense. Are we talking about just like collecting the ball kind of trap? No, we're talking about like a, the tactic. So when I hear trap, the first thing I think it was like collecting, yeah, collecting the ball, the ball okay. holding from, it. Well, Seems like a trap. About, oh, you're talking about like an offside trap. Yeah. So there's lots yeah. of different traps. There's a lot oh. of different ones. I'm thinking of one like, do you remember when Germany had an own goal? When we were USA had Jurgen Klinsmann because we set such a trap on their goal kick and they pass it back and he was lost and they basically just pass it in their own net. That's a trap too. But okay. The trap that this is probably referring to is an offsides trap, which means the D holds a high line and they mm-hmm. stay together and they know that the offense has a fast guy, so he's going to try to get a jump start in front of the ball. And you have to hold. And you, you hold your line, and yep. then when the ball leaves the foot, he's, Suck it, fast guy. he's behind you. It's an offsides. Oh, yeah, it's off it's the dark. Track. You have to have the... Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But, yeah. but if you play the offside trap wrong, and you're not in a straight line, and one guy's farther back, mm-hmm. that guy's on, on a breakaway, and he's yep. going to go. So yep. it is a high-risk, high-reward situation. I prefer to call it the uh, the subgenre of hip-hop music that originated in the yeah. United States in the early 90s. Yeah. My, I'm a trap guy myself. Have you been to the Missing Brick, the pizza place in Indy? I have not. They play trap music the whole time, and that's I like their vibe. I scared. It's amazing. The, f- the food is great. All right, so Cole, now the now that the riffraff is gone. No, I have it muted. Mm. Uh, let's talk about last week's scores. Well, let's let's not skip a page. Let's provide an update on the social on the social standings. Yes. Yeah, so we can cur- do that for you. Yep. So currently, for the transit leader is um, Near East United. For the um, Volunteer standings, it mm-hmm. is Upper Downtown. And for the social, it is the Southside Soccer Club. So then we combine, pull all the points together. We have the Citizen Points Champ, which is its own trophy. Um, we currently have Upper Downtown in first, Southside Soccer Club in second, and Broad Ripple City in third. And we have also on the opposite side of that, the last three. Which uh, doesn't say, like, you know, anything bad about these teams, but, you know, try harder. You have Riverside City, Old Speedway City, and Sporting Heron Morton as your bottom three uh, Indy City football points. Mm-hmm. I think Heron Morton picked up about 12 Indy City points last week, which is like point zero zero. Zero nine. I think they're points. like point nine or zero point nine two or something like that. So, and that's why they can be a hundred percent undefeated team sitting in fourth place. I have a feeling they're not going to be undefeated after the next two weeks. They make it out of that gauntlet. I don't know if they pick, do. Your pick is looking real good because I know, I know. I mean, and uh, I have the right to re- or uh, to say what I meant by my too early pick. If that was a seasonal pick or a championship pick so I, I can change that around if I want to I joined late so I can't say anything gotcha um, rest of last week's scores okay. I don't have that printed off anywhere because my right, printer started messing so um, as we pull that up here real fast um, there was some good games last week I, we already talked about Broad Ripple and uh, Aletico Pogues Run being very top of the table. We talked about Real West, Riverside City, 
uh, Near East United Irvington. Irvington getting their very first win on the year. And uh, Midtown FC winning over the MKU. Uh, those are the, some of the games we have talked about. Pulling it up right now. Pulled up the wrong thing. We pulled up the wrong thing. All right. So last week, man, drive was not made for the. I know. Hallville beat Intermonon 6 to 1. I'm just going to start from the top. Which was also uh, Hallville's first time uh, not leading a game. We actually went down 1 0. Oh. Talk about that. Talk about the adversity as an expansion team facing your first deficit of the season. Being the goalie who probably <laughs> let the goal in that shouldn't have gone in. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I let it go in. I got a hand on it. It's just good shot. It was a good shot. I mean, they, they kind of surprised us um, right off the bat. Yep. I, I was a, it was a quick score. I mean, I was um, actually at the very beginning talking to my <clears throat> defender when they just decided to start going Ooh. and try to overhead it. Over me, luckily, you know, we, we stopped that one, but they I were very to, quick. They tried to, they were that Czechoslovakian, or that Czech Republic guy yeah. against Scotland on you. We, we, uh, we did come back in the, uh, the begin the second half with the ball, tried to kick it in from half, and it didn't work either. So neither way it worked, but they were, they were definitely looking for the advantage. And, uh, yeah, they, they got through early, mm-hmm. and then uh, our defense um, adjusted. Uh, saw where they were playing through, and uh, were able to uh, to counter them, and uh, we ended the game six one. Dang! Congrats. Two two goals in like the last five minutes, I think. So that's awesome. Still undefeated. Yeah. Still in undefeated. The first uh, expansion season. Mm-hmm. Uh, another scores we have on field three: Mass Ave United beat Southside Soccer Club seven to one. Um, we have Garfield Park beat Mapleton four to two. And then Riverside City beat Real West 5-1. And I know that Garfield game, Carrie did want to talk about a little bit, but she's not here, so. So there, so there were, I think Garfield has been saying for a while that they might have had an easy schedule at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they had a really hard schedule. So they don't feel that, like, the last five weeks' worth of losses kind of, like, showed how they were as a team. Well, I did watch them against uh, Sporting Heron Morton, the I other undefeated team. that was team, a turning point. They, they held them yeah. to like a nil-nil halftime. It was just uh, they, they got worn out. So Garfield's a good team. We'd love to hear more in depth about that game. I know they were up like 3-1. So it seemed like it'd be a, quite a bit of a runaway at first and then tightened up. So It sounds like they also, Garfield was pushing that flag pretty close. You mm-hmm. know, if you, mm-hmm. um, I think we already talked about this, but they were playing that flag pretty close. They'll be in here somewhere. Martin. It's up to the editor to put it all in order. Yeah. Uh, Martindale beat FC Found Square 2-0. to zero. Old Speedway lost to Sporting White River 3-5. to five. And then Midtown beat Meridian Kessel United 4-2. to two. And then on field one, we had Old North dropping the game to Upper Downtown 6-0. to zero. Uh, AC Mile Square beating Bates Hendricks 3-1. to one. Sporting Heron Morton beating... Real Fletcher plays five, two, three. And then, as we already discussed, Irvington, I think mm-hmm. it's worth saying mm-hmm. multiple times, Irving, Irvington getting their first win in three seasons, four years against Near East, six to zero in that nine o'clock game on field one. Good it, for them. I mean, I was kind of watching at the very end. I know we were over at the AMP. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, got over there to kind of just got the feeling that Irvington was winning, but not sure. Did not expect it to be 6-0. Yep. All right, so this is where it's going to start getting interesting. We have the middle eight. So we, we announced how the playoffs are going to be. Go online to kind of read into that. Uh, your top eight, your bottom eight are going to pl- have their own games together. Your middle eight is going to be where all the action really takes place and uh, how the uh, playoffs will uh, kind of fall into place. Yeah, so, so this is these we're talking about these are the – this is for week 12, the, that promotion relegation week, the last week of the regular mm-hmm. season before the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And uh, as you look at your bottom four, Martindale AFC. Bottom four of the, of the top table. Top table. Martindale AFC, Upper Downtown FC, Midtown FC, and FC Fountain Square. Um, only like five points separate these four teams in mm-hmm. the table. And uh, when you look into... Well, I clearly have a misprint on here because Garfield is not the yep. second in the top table. But, I mean, to me, just looking at it and having looked at the scores each week, mm-hmm. I think that Martindale is pretty safe. If I honestly think that – I think Martindale is pretty safe. I don't actually think they'll be in the promotion relegation game. I think there are about mm, seven teams fighting for this middle eight group mm-hmm. to get into it. Um, Upper Downtown is a team that – one big this week, but until then had lost quite a few games. Mm-hmm. They beat Old North 6-0. That moved them in. They are the ICF Citizen Point leader. Yes. So this is showing that this team not only is putting in the effort on the field, but off the field. And it is paying dividends because they have consistently been in League 1. Mm-hmm. Um, currently sitting at ninth. Um, is it ninth or? They're saying at ninth because 8th right now is Mapleton. 10th. Um, uh, upper downtown, oh, upper downtown is yep. yes in tenth. Martindale is ninth. It's Mapleton who's sitting in eighth, and there is less than one point separating Riverside in seventh, Mapleton in eighth, and Martindale in ninth. Wow. Um, there's a bit of a gap down between Martindale and Upper Downtown, like yep. you were mentioning. About three but then points. It yeah. Tightens up with Upper Downtown, Midtown, Fountain FC Square. Fountain Square, all right there within two points. So one win can definitely swing it. Uh, volunteer points, giving blood, donations, any of that kind of stuff can swing these. So it really does come down to, I don't know if Martindale's going to be in that top eight, if it's going to be Riverside or Mapleton, but it's going to be one of those three teams along with your next seven or next six. Mm-hmm. Let me look at the top four of the bottom table, second the second division. table. Yep. yep. The top four of the second division, Sporting White River, Real Fletcher plays Bates Hendricks FC and Old North United. They've only separated by four points. Um, those t- top two teams and the bottom team of the top division, Fountain Square, Sporting White River, Real Fletcher Place, all have 14 point something points. Mm-hmm. Um, very close. Very close. That's, that's not even like a – obviously a tie is going to take you into a different division, but that is like – a donate blood, wear a mustache, one person yeah. volunteer situation yeah. can move you into things. So if you are doing extra things, I know I've been on the Slack. Quite a few people from these different teams have been doing things in the community. Carrie donated blood. Uh, someone from Midtown donated blood. Mm-hmm. I know that quite a few people from Old North were at the Honeysuckle cleanup. Oh, yeah. You make yeah. sure you submit these points because this is where it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, 
another look at that. Um, the t actually, if we go to the top six of the second division, you have Southside Soccer Club and Garfield AC, both right there on Old North's uh, heels. Uh, Old North. Three. Yeah. Within point three of each other. Yeah. So as Southside Soccer Club, Garfield AC might want to jump in mm -hmm. to that uh, mid eight and get a chance to go into the top division. Um, you probably have teams who don't want to fall out of the top eight. So it's, it's going to be, and, and some of these teams are playing each other. Uh, Southside, Old North play each other this week. I know Real West not far behind this. Old, uh, Near East is also not far behind this. There's quite no, a, yeah. the Compass Cup teams. We have like, there's double incentive this week. We want to get, if you want to get in the promotion relegation, you want to get in the first chance to play for the championship. Also, it's not like you can, hey, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go, you still want to win the Compass Cup. So you are. Yeah, it, it's kind of a two things. It's a like, twofer. If you, if you don't, may not want to go to Division One, mm -hmm. but do you want to give up the Compass Cup for the first year? Mm -hmm. So, speaking of the uh, the Compass Cup going into it, um, this week we have Near East versus Real West. Those two teams are the two teams that have won their uh, their first uh, Compass Cup games. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go up against each other. So as a reminder, this week Near East plays Real West. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Old North plays Southside Soccer Club. Who have yet to win in their Compass Cup games. So, yep. I mean, one win, one draw, another loss, kind of. I mean, and this is not even like weeks apart. We're, mm -hmm. we're looking at the four games to decide the Compass Cup in the next two weeks. Yep. So in which we... We would like to announce the tiebreaker situation for the Compass Cup. A little bit different. Just than, in case. Yep. A little bit different than the playoffs mm -hmm. because with how many extra points, ICF points, it's pretty much impossible for teams to be tied. There are quite a few decimals that we can go out that aren't even on the website, which will most likely separate these teams. But for the Compass Cup, the first tiebreaker is going to be head to head. If it is tied, if you finish in a tie head to head and you finish at the top of the group, we will immediately go to penalty kicks. Mm -hmm. So for this year and for years to come, week 11 is going to be the Compass Cup final, and all teams are going to be playing at the same time during that time. Yes. So if there is a tie, you might not have even been playing against the team that you're tied with at the top of the group. We mm -hmm. will pull you aside, both teams, and we'll have a penalty kick shootout for the winner of the Compass Cup. Yes, yeah. And so uh, that, that could get very interesting. Next um, week, yeah. It'll be, I mean, that's going to be so much fun to kind of watch. Yeah. And to see how uh, the Compass Cup ends. I mean, this is the first year we are doing this mm -hmm. special tournament. And um, definitely want to put your name on the trophy first. Yep. Cool storylines that we're able to, with the expansion teams, able to just, in the promotion relegation multiple leagues just able so many more storylines we're able to talk about here and just keep oh, yeah. an eye on throughout yeah. the week it, it, it keeps a lot of things interesting because like you said all four of these teams happen to be in the second division mm -hmm. but it gives i mean if team wins two wins they're not in the second division anymore exactly There's i mean no way you you secure the compass cup plus you secure a maybe a spot in the top division probably promotion really you'll definitely have a chance to play week 12 yeah for, yeah for that. Yep. and i mean that changes what like what championship you're going for, Division One or Division Two? So, a lot of fun stuff kind of coming up here in this next couple of weeks as the uh, as the season winds down. We get ready for playoffs. Uh, we will, and we also will be 
updating the standings more regularly. Mm-hmm. So we will be trying to update the standings on Wednesday night for the games. So that will be on the website yes. probably around 11, 11.30 if you're still up by then. Or if not, you can check in the morning. Mm-hmm. First thing the, the next morning, Thursday morning, we should have all the game scores mm-hmm. updated. And then Thursday evening, we will likely have the manager submissions added in as well. So there's kind of twofold. We want to give you the updates as they come in. Um, and if you get up early and see that you might mm-hmm. not be where you want to, that might be a way to, hey, manager, make, make sure, sure you submit yeah. the points yeah. because we dropped to this position. But if we submit it here, we should be fine. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some bigger points awarded on Thursday morning than there would be Friday morning or a volunteer event or a game on Saturday, Sunday morning. But it all adds up in the end. Um, you could really jump one team, and that one team could put you from middle eight to top eight. And then you're not, you don't have to worry about relegation. You don't have to worry about yep. a big play-in game. So I mean, just to show, Old North has two wins, mm-hmm. 10.99, last promotion relegation spot. Southside Stock Club, one win, 10.85. Garfield Park. Three wins, mm-hmm. 10.71. Those teams are so close just to show if yep. Garfield yep. Park may have submitted a few more manager scores. I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't be in close to Division One. There are three There are oh, three yeah. win teams yeah. in Division One right now, League yeah. One now. And uh, the middle eight, the mid-eight teams, mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, number eight in the first division. We'll be playing number four mm. in the second division. Nine. Hmm? Number nine. Oh, number nine is playing number four. Mm-hmm. So the number nine in the first division is playing number four in the second division. Mm-hmm. So that's and also three. something to kind of keep an eye on. I mean, you want to have a good chance. So if if you can move up the table in division two and finish in one or two, you're going to play a lesser, lower team in division one. Theoretically, so, yeah. Yeah. Now, top eight, bottom eight, those are going to be randomized and a little bit different. We're going to do a drawing um, at Half Leader on the bye week. Yes, and that will be fun, too. I look forward to to seeing how that all turns out. We might even have this podcast set up to talk to some teams after they find out their drawings for I the last week. I don't see why we wouldn't have the podcast there. So um, next week, and so games that are next week, Old North first Near East and Southside mm-hmm. first Real West, and that's going to end up your Compass Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, week 12. Yeah, your week, 11, week sorry. Your yeah. The rain out week. Yes, and uh, those are the games that are going to be replayed. Um, but it's going to be two. The last two games, um, the last four teams, the last two games mm-hmm. of the Compass Cup, and uh, it's going to come down to some like. It's going to be interesting to see how they fall this week. I'm to telling see how they my fall team, next week. I've been telling my team, although we lost the first game. I truly believe that if we win the next two games, we will win the Compass Cup. That is my speech. I believe we are still in possession of our own destiny because head-to-head, we'll we'll have played them. As long as we don't tie. I mean, here's the thing. You lost to Near East. Mm -hmm. Um, They play Real West, who beat Old North. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a very simple path. Mm -hmm. Real West beats Near East. You win against Old North. Old we North. upset. We would be an upset at that point against Real yeah. West for us to win. But to win a cup, you have to oh, pull yeah. off some upsets. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, 
that all gets thrown out the window. We lose our own destiny if Near East pulls off the win against Real West next week. You, we are, you, we makes, are no longer yeah. in control of that situation. Yeah, and I don't – do you – is there still a chance for you to jump into the mid-eight? Yeah. Yeah. If we win these next two games – Well, if you lose the next game, do you, have a, do you yeah. still see yourself moving up to mid-eight? Could. If they just like that, you are – you mm. can't control your own destiny there. It's like – can we get into the? I mean, then you could have a, a two-win team jumping into the the top division, and teams like that is what makes the best Cinderella teams, right? Mm-hmm. I think that actually ends everything we have. Cole, this has been great. Everyone else is gone. It's just me and Cole right now talking about points and standings, and this is something that we and him both do a lot of. Uh, it's fun to track. I know he does some updates on uh, points and. You got your graphs. Kind of messes up my graphs because I've already done them, but we're, you know, we're, we got a nice system down now. Uh, if you have any questions about where teams are, points are, talk to me and Cole. I also put out that, so I put this in the Slack. So, but if you are interested yourself, you can find me at the games. I have the mullet and the mustache. I also have a mullet, but a full beard. Yep. So either one of us, yeah. If you see a mullet, you could probably <laughs> Colton had a mullet, right? He yeah, could probably yeah. answer some questions, yeah. Or he could tell you who we no, are. I usually walk around with a paper and a pen and kind of kind of keep scores. And I always want to know in these games that are happening throughout the night mm-hmm. what their results were last week, mm-hmm. uh, who they're playing, kind of the position they're in, because that's what's going to be fun. I mean, and that's what we're, I was kind of saying earlier. I'm going to probably get sidetracked a little bit and watch a bit of the uh, AC Mile Square here in the morning because that's going to be that's a fantastic be a game. game that I'm kind of upset but we're playing at, seven, at the same right? time. Yeah, And that's happening the same time as, as Hallville MKU. And uh, Near East well, Real West. Yeah, the, the first game of the Compass Cup. So got to be there at 7. There's no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm going to be, be I got to focus on my own game. So... But if you have any questions about how much further your team can go in the standings mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks, as a reminder, we do cap each section. So you can only get three soccer points worth of transit for transit, three soccer points for social, three soccer points for volunteer. If you have any questions about where you stand and how close you are to getting those, there's only been a few teams who have capped out anything. Um, so your team most likely still has an opportunity to move up in the standings by volunteering, attending social parties. And something else, parties. you also get trophies for social, transit, Correct. volunteer. So there's still a chance, even if you're struggling to get to that middle of the top table or... Excuse me, if you're, if you're, having, if you're having trouble getting to, like, the, the, the middle table, mm-hmm. you, can, you, you can still walk away with the transit trophy. You, I mean, there, there's other things out there that you can accomplish and uh, have a good time with. So um, saying you were able to volunteer more than Anyone 400 else? other some people, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's fantastic. Yep. So still many opportunities. There'll be many, many updates. And I'm mm-hmm. sure next week we will be able to talk about all the changes that have happened going into the last week for promotion relegation week where teams are going to be locked in. It's, it's always fun Wednesday nights for me, and I'm sure it is for you too, Cole, mm-hmm. to, to get and update those final standings. I mean, when I get the scores from the refs, it's always like, oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't know what I'm talking about. They, they, they call, like, Hallville, like, they have their own weird nicknames for all the teams. Yep. that They don't even know whose the team names nope. are. 
they just basically keep it color based. Mm-hmm. Like and dolphin. It, I was like, yeah. Pops or Doc said dolphin or something last week. It's like Humperville. And I'm like, okay, that's not even correct, but I don't care. Like, I'm excited to see yeah. like these scores so mm-hmm. we can update the table and see where things fall. And yeah, if you want to see any of these graphs, any of these uh, standings, just let me know. Uh, I think we can share some of it online or I can bring it to the game. Um, and if you see us, me or Cole, and you want questions about this, but tell us you'll listen to the podcast because that, that's really cool to hear mm-hmm. uh, who all listens. So it, it was nice to get the Broad Ripple guy who actually knew what the ICFP, ICFLTP, SOGOTW was yeah. and didn't have to. I mean, I had to explain to the rest of the team, but at least he knew that he was playing for that cup. Could you imagine him trying to recite that at three times? Ah, ICFP, ICFLTP, SOGOTW. At three times. ICFP, ICFL, TPSOGOTW. How was that? Like 0.5, so. I know. <laughs> and it's time for the commission segment. Hey, What are we talking about today? Offsides or cherry picking? <laughs> Which one do you want to talk about? Only one of them is relevant to Indy City football. Oh, maybe you should say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me all the questions. Offsides or cherry picking? Well, uh, as you all know, there has never been offsides in Indy City football. Uh, <clears throat> this trips people up a little bit because uh, we have a rule that is similar. It's called cherry picking. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> first of all, folks, we got one referee on the on the field in the middle. He's not calling offsides. We don't have line judges like if you unless you want. The uh, registration to double in cost. We're not going to have line judges well, or that, VAR. There has been this past week one ref who's been calling offsides pretty yeah. frequently. Yes, uh, and that has been corrected, in fact. Uh, there you go. Yep. Uh, I just got the refer- head referee email yesterday with that reminder. Um, but it is a little confusing, so let's 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 talk about it a little bit. So, yeah. Um, you know, as a hockey fan, you know what offside is. I sure do. Right. Uh, it's very sim- similar in uh, in soccer, uh, but we don't we don't call it uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but basically, what we've done. In maybe or- for those of us who are not uh, maybe soccer experts, can you explain sure. what those obvious reasons are? Yeah, so uh, I mean, offsides is essentially the uh, the offense being behind the line of defenders oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, without having the ball, and um, and because uh, that is a very like I don't know, is it vertical or horizontal? Because it's a, a something that requires a side view. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, in soccer, you have two You're right, that line is judges. Uh, and so, so they have a clear line on, on where that mm-hmm. line is, right? Yeah. So you have two two line judges. They got a flag. They'll raise it up and say offsides. Yeah. Um, but uh, we don't have line judges in any city football. Okay. Uh, we already pay for real referees, unlike every other <laughs> league in town. Um, so, so you couldn't possibly call offsides. That includes you, Indy Eleven. And the original. <laughs> they spend more time judging you as a human, not as a soccer player. <laughs> they just leave the field to go. You don't make contributions to society. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you couldn't possibly call offsides. Right. Uh, and so originally in year one, there actually was just no offsides. Okay. We uh, also had inflatable goals. So yeah. Well, yeah, and in year two as well. So and in year two, we just noticed that the uh, what happened. 
what would happen is that people would camp out right in front of the goal, and you just kick the ball in and hope you, one of your players is there and kind of knock it in. So we created a rule called cherry picking, which essentially is similar to offsides, and I think this is why it trips people up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it essentially says that you can't, you cannot camp behind the defense in a very obvious way, right? Okay. Uh, so we don't call close instances of inside uh, offsides. So like at, at an Indy 11 game or a World Cup game, because you have that line judge, sometimes an offsides is like just a, a foot, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a very close. It's just te- inches. Yeah. It's literally a nose right. in some yeah. cases. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there's, since there's no possible way we could right. do that, uh, okay. just given the view, um, we, we've essentially reserved uh, uh, cherry picking for the most egregious of cases. So yes. if you're just like, you know, six, seven feet behind and you're just waiting for the ball, you're essentially sitting there cherry picking. I would be so good at that. <laughs> so right. question, I mean, in hockey, it's zones, right? So could you... It's the blue line. That could there be like a sides. zone situation? I'm asking well, only because the guy who hasn't a chance to play yet. So Because I live in this uh, suburbs, so I'm allowed to play. <laughs> You're allowed to play. We'll just make fun of you. <laughs> As you should, right? <laughs> Adam Wren, are you listening? <laughs> hey, Adam's a friend, and I got him to play indoor again, so God bless you. Yeah, uh, he's he had a long he's streak. He's ripping of, it up this yeah, season. He yeah, he has been. I think He's having a good time. Good human. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so uh, this year for the very first time, Josh, we actually introduced what is essentially zones. That's so we put that's awesome. We that's put perfect. little flags halfway between uh, midfield and um, and the goal, right? So previously, years before this, a referee would call anytime you were behind midfield and you were super obviously behind the defense. Yep. That would be cherry picking. And only if you got an advantage. So if you just stood there and the ball never came to you, it's not a call. It's only if you got an advantage, i.e. if you're kicking the ball over the line and and scoring on a run, that you only did because you were behind that line. So anyway, this year we essentially at the at the suggestion of several players, me uh, also, you, no, I have <laughs> uh, and the referees, one of the biggest uh, cherry picking is the rule that has like changed, and we've tweaked uh, to try and make it more clear because people consistently over no, and over and over. Strikers always want, want to be strikers. That's right. the bottom line. Yeah. They don't want right. they don't want to play defense. You're lazy. Let's just call them lazy. Right. <laughs> So anyway, we, we put those flags in, and so now we only call cherry picking that close to the. Um, it's perfect. To the it's a great rule. To the goal. It is. It is a great rule, but it uh, has it causes a lot of consternation because most people who are playing soccer have because the idea of offsides in their head, mm-hmm. and so they're like, why are we, why are we calling whatever? Especially your defenders and your goalkeepers who are very very aware of offsides. Part, part of it, if you know that flag is there, then I'm as a guy who coached for many years, you're holding at least a defender back to. Watch that guy right. or gal, excuse right. me. So, I mean, that's the opportunity. I mean, that's not on you. That's on the league. That's on you as a team to get your stuff together. <laughs> now, Realize you got you to mark. That's, hey, right. that's what part of the game is, people. And as a that's keeper, right. I'm always uh, always there to yell at the opposing <laughs> player <laughs> and they don't the respect direction. the line. Because <laughs> I used to always say they were off sides and they would get mad. Are you mostly so threatening like, them like at any given time? <laughs> they don't respect the line. Watch this guy. He's behind you. They don't respect the line. They don't respect you guys. And then, you know. 
Now, uh, you got to talk to the opposing offense. It's <laughs> a lot more intimidating gear like a hockey player. That's yeah. where if you do that, yeah. it's avoid the lot. Yeah. It's play further up because they're scared. They're scared. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is on the league. So, uh, this last week, you're, you're correct. One of the referees was calling offsides. He was getting confused. Yeah. And obviously, that's a that's an issue. But as we tell all of our managers, if, if, a, if a rule is being misapplied or called, like uh, the best way to deal with it is to come get us and we'll come resolve that rather than, I don't know, tweeting or waiting a few days to bitch about to it on vent. Slack. That sort yeah. of I will be renting a billboard this week about <laughs> cherry picking. I, I just had a conversation with Catherine about this. It's like, I love folks, and this is not a, a judgment by any means, but they'll, they'll post it on social media to either get like more bolster, like, we all feel the same way. I'm like, but mm-hmm. you could have just emailed me directly right. and I could have solved it for you. Yeah. Because yep. I, I tell you all the time, customer service is like the number one thing I care most about what I do. I'm like, just email me because I'll be happy to fix it or at least give you an answer as opposed to going, I'm a vent on social media and so many people make me angry. I promise not to gripe about not having every night be three o'clock hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) We'll fix it. Keep sending those emails. (laughs) My email is Jordan at (laughs) (laughs) IndyCityFootball.com Now, so, and on the field, the the, uh, similar situation to that is is escalating back, right? So if something happens, instead of saying, all right, I'm going to go resolve this directly with the people who could resolve it you like re-escalate it and then of course you know that just spirals out of out of control so uh it's all about uh identifying a problem and and going the right way for resolving it and uh surprisingly even in a, a young adults league people still uh have some trouble with that it's okay i mean in the days i remind people it's like indie city football and you live in quite a like you ask you shall receive but you gotta ask <laughs> i mean that's it you just gotta ask i mean okay, we have then. to know josh <laughs> Can we have yes. $2 hot dogs? No. I have no control of that. Right, $3 maybe. We've done that, so we can do that. $2. You know what? You know what? What I'll do is if you come to me, I'll spot you the dollar to make it $2. What a man. What a man. I have the dollar, but no, you no, said no. ass. Like, I'm just saying, if you want to hot dog, I'm going to give you the dollar to make it $2. Have you guys thought about having corn dogs? You understand. Corn dogs is like part of our history, so yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. I yes. I so but I, if I'm going to do corn dogs. dogs, I want fresh corn dogs like State Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corn dogs. Okay. And I've had the contact. We're working on it. Same for kettle corn. I want good kettle Gross. corn. But no, kettle corn's amazing. I want my salty Children food love to be it. salty and my sweet but food to be sweet. The, 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 what I've asked for is that not only do I want to sell kettle corn, I want to sell it. I want to sell it in five gallon paint buckets for families. Amazing. Because I don't care. Because I think it'd be funny. That it actually Why do I have a paint bucket full of popcorn? Because you paid for it and it's yeah. hilarious. Um, can I just submit to you a list of snack foods that yes. I like? What else do you like? <laughs> Beef jerky. Done. Yes. What else? I would really love some kind of like... Can we give you things I've inquired about? I've inquired about pizza. Totino's party pizza specifically. Frankie's pizza, I've approached. Jordan knows what's up. I want a Totino's pizza. Do you know what Frankie's pizza is? Don't care. You would have solved it if you attend the event at the... The amp. Oh, Frankie's Pizza, the yeah. Turkettis folks. Yeah, Delicious. I do. I've had those folks. Yeah, they're I'm so trying great. to find a way to make them at game days. That would be amazing. Like, I'm always Their about pizza is great. people. Their pizza stuff. is great. However, if I've had more than one to two beers, I immediately <laughs> want. Honestly, you're not wrong. I want that sweet crunch of a Tatino's party. <laughs> you're pizza. not wrong. You're not wrong. The best 99 cents. 
best bad decision made <sighs> that evening. Um, I, so, so I, I, I've got a question. Yeah. How, how did the commissioner's segment turn into a snack? Well, okay. Well, so these Jordan, are, these are important things. <laughs> I have turned every segment into a snack. <laughs> you got to get some hot dogs in here for Carrie and me. I would like a hot dog. Uh, Jordan, so it's still a rule <laughs> where only the manager can speak to the referee. It is. But there's no rule on who can speak to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. If you right. Check yourself, what yourself out. An observation. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I've never used my uh, master's in clinical psychology professionally, but I've used it in Indy <laughs> State football a lot. <laughs> so bring it on, boys. I'm just putting it out there for anyone <laughs> who's interested. And, and, and no, but to your point, though, if, if you see it in the game and you're playing it to a point where you don't go off sides because that's how you play and the other team's doing it, you don't have to have the manager to go get it. You can get someone who's on the sideline to go get you to kind of point this stuff out. Um, and just kind of, you know. But, I mean, for our game against Hallville versus uh, Intermonon, it was going both ways. He was calling it both sides. So it wasn't ever a, like, oh, it's only he's only favoring one person. Sure, sure. So it was just kind of like, okay, this is the way we're playing this game is... Yeah. No, I would, sides. of course, prefer the, the rules be called as written. No, for sure. And uh, it'd be a similar across the board for every field. Yeah. But And I think I think that's the thing is, like, uh, everyone who are, who's on the field has all the resources they need to find out the information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's, there are the, the literal person who wrote the rules is there. You can get a clarification. Uh, every year, we, we take suggestions uh, from people all over the league uh, for clar- rule clarifications or, or places that are tough. Um, or And we also get game reports to mm-hmm. know like when referees are not calling things correctly. Because uh, we are like, you know, if a referee's doing six games, we're the yeah, weird yeah. rules out of all his week, yeah. right? So... Um, well, maybe uh, ICF should go about the BYB solution and get some rainbow captain badges or armbands. We have them. For we, no, no, no. For anyone who's in the league <laughs> to for come everybody. talk to, <laughs> so they can easily identify you. And, yeah, okay, and sure. That shadow commission, whoever else yeah, is yeah. your. Uh, in previous years, we uh, this is the first year in a long time we haven't had like uh, league office shirts, mm-hmm. and that's just pandemic related. Oh, I thought it was so. because I refused to wear a shirt and only wanted it. <laughs> we're, we're still working on the league office tank top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the this is the first year that you know I I didn't have the new rebrand until like six days before sure, we launched, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's pretty dope though. It don't, is don't, dope. Don't hate on it. Oh, I'm not hating on it. It's just it, you know this weird timeline has meant some of the things we normally do to solve some of these things aren't there. So. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people in ICF, in, in the league offices. We're over 500 now, yeah. Well, in the league offices, who can help you out with some of this stuff? When we had uh, a judge that would be on site for every game to kind of call those things. I know he's not there as much anymore. But, um, you know, it could be something where... They come to me, and I don't know the rule, but I say what I think should happen. Yeah. It's good that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> you just need to have, like, a rule book, like a 300-page rule book that fits in your back pocket. I mean, we have a rule book there every week, baby. Is it, are well, the I mean, rules for, available on the website? For, for, for Carrie, for me, whoever. For so me, someone I'm comes to now. asking it's a Indy question, you can pull out that rule book and start flipping yep. through it like you know what you're doing. IndyCityFootball.com slash rules is where, where those live. You can read them, indeed, on the website. Yeah. They are, yeah. So, I, my my the, the like to boil it all down, the answer is if you have a question, 
about the rules. You should ask about it. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll get it cleared up for you. Hey, or you could go volunteer more and not even care about the rules of the game and go contribute to your community and yeah. <laughs> stick it to go. the man by going to do more cool stuff. That's right. Yeah. Just saying. Jordan's uh, built that model yeah. so you can, yeah. you can help you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome, and, uh, other teams. And being 11 weeks into the, the season, and this is the only real big... Uh, Sticking point right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty That's good, good. and it's it. a hard rule to call. It's a hard. Uh, I'm upset. We're playing on grass. I just want to. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. And uh, I want a, a, a grass turf mixture, or I'm I'm protesting. <laughs> we, we haven't even talked about the field last week and the condition it was. Oh, in. that was something else. I I was yeah, that was a bummer. Uh, yeah, I will share with you. So there's a huge six v six. I know this is the uh, the uh, commissioners time but 6v6 tournament on the south side where it's a men's tournament mm-hmm. they played in the thickest mud i've ever seen in my entire yes. life to the point where they destroyed the fields yes so be thankful you played on a wednesday and not on the weekend where they actually really really right. poor yeah. right well as a league who uh once got kicked out of white river state park after one se- one week we know how that goes <laughs> And we it can we, well, the field will be better this week. Yeah, it should, it should be. Yeah, it has some of those rain this week. So some of those chunks would have. It's gonna be nice and dry. That's yeah. for sure. The aerated clumps will crumble. That's good. Looks like poop. That's what I always say. Hey kids. I still no, partially the, believe it is poop. <laughs> the entire field was covered in we, it. We hired yeah. a, a bunch of geese to just live. With. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know this has been like a a, a winding segment, but I, I do want to. I do want to say that if, if there's a rule that you don't understand, you have to think, what are the two things that all the rules sort of uh, push towards, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically uh, not hurting each other. It's basically safety, right? Not hurting each other. Uh, and it's it's having a, a good time. Uh, and in, in a soccer sense, that means most of the rules are, um, are built around a game of small ball, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not fun to just constantly... Kick, kick it from the keeper to the other goalie and, and whatever. So I, I will say, well, I don't know if it wasn't last week, it was the week before, I watched the uh, Hallville versus um, Upper Downtown game and watched what I have to say was the first com- complete and perfect game of Indy City football I've ever seen. Wow. Played by Hallville. They were, it was just small ball. They were bringing it back and forth. Yep. They all, it was all on point. It was accurate. Uh, How would you I rank the goaltending? Well, uh, I couldn't rank the goaltending because their <laughs> defensive line is so good. This, this, this oh, guy was man. talking to me for like 10 minutes <laughs> on the field. No, I am I am actually looking forward to watching the Hallville AC Miles Square this game what, this week. Uh, Which jersey are you going to wear? The goalkeeper jersey you're going to wear this time. I, I have my, uh, have custom, my custom one. You still so, want your custom yeah, one? Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. That's how it's I find so you every good. time I come out. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. I, I'm looking forward to watching the AC Miles Square Hallville game that uh-huh. happens in the exact same time as my game on the field next to us. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, assuming be, that your defense is going to be so well, you can watch, right? I have. Uh, there's been times where I've gotten way too distracted with the game going Good on. Nap. <laughs> you can nap in there. Yeah, just stretch out a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, Jason's put in the, the miles, though. He <laughs> he played for some pretty bad teams back in the day. And as a goalie, if you're playing on a bad team, it just that's the worst position, bad. right? Honestly, you're just but killed it can be good. If, you, if, you're, if you're there for the workout, then it's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll go chase the balls if they go overhead, kicked out by the other opposing team. It's like, no, I need this. Please. <laughs> I need the exercise. You're running a lot. Let me run a little bit. 
Jason has a, a plan. Uh, you know, knock on wood. I'm not going to say uh, anything that'll that'll jinx you. But um, if if the season goes perfectly, he's uh, strongly considering retirement. Just oh, walking really? away. I like Tom. If back. it's on top, so I mean, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to want to. I know, so. but there's so much more you could do from the league office standpoint. And sure, you just, it's just. I mean, this where you negotiate. You get your agent yeah, yeah. working for you. Right? So <laughs> go right into broadcasting. So I like this. Well, good. So that was a commish segment. <laughs> oh boy. All right, we are back with another exclusive Indie City Football interview. Um, we've got from respectively the Indy 11 and the Brickyard Battalion, Josh Mason and Catherine Reed. We're here to talk about the Indy 11, the BYB. Anything that hits your whims? Like anything? Wow. <laughs> I mean, kind of overlaps with uh, each other. I mean, you, Josh, want to get people to come to games? I do. It's interesting. I said, that's my job. So, yeah, if you're not busy, <laughs> I'd love to have you. Um, I, I try to remind people all the time is that our, we were just talking about earlier about, you know, if let's say, let's say you're an Indians fan. This is not a knock on the Indians or baseball. In I have season shape or tickets. Form. Be careful. Oh, it's okay. Front row on the dugout. Yeah, I do feel like Nelly when I go. But I would say, okay, let me ask you this question then. Of the percentage of people go, how many people can even name one player on the team? And this is not a judgment by any means. I'm saying as a marketer, I think about this a lot. Rowdy. <laughs> I think he's excellent, by the way. If you know Rowdy he at all. He's good. He's a top. He's one hell of a performer. Five mascot. Gritty is better. But um, That's your hockey coming out. Put it back in. Everyone in the world I mean, should know who Gritty is. I mean, Gritty is pretty terrifying. He's a cultural a phenomenon. He's amazing. Anyways, I maybe I have an inflated view of it. Uh, I'm waiting for the name. So, uh, player? Any player. Here's what's interesting is... Well, I'm sorry. I heard season ticket holder. Well, so I, I haven't actually Behind been, the dugout. Behind I, the dugout. Yeah. So name, I, can you name the manager? I haven't been to a game yet because... Could you name a beer sponsor? <laughs> a beer sponsor? Yeah, Coors Light. When well, did the season we go? start? Oh. When did the season start? The season started on May 17th. That's a lot of games then, right? It's a lot of commitment. Um, so because of COVID protocols, our section was actually closed until, <laughs> until July 1st. And that's why and, I haven't been to Let me, let me clear. Yeah. I said I'm not – this is not a, a – No, a I, so what I would say is means. most seasons I know a lot of players because I'm sitting like practically on top of them. And I would bet that the average – Practically on top of them or on top of them? There's a difference. I because mean, you're sitting on top of them, it's very difficult to play. It's, it's practically on top of them. I would say behind them. Okay, it makes sense. Um, makes sense. So, so anyways, what I would say is normally I can, but it's because we're sitting close enough to read every word and like – Yep, yep. And you go to more than one game. What I would say is I don't believe that the Indy 11 probably have – this isn't the right word, but it is what I mean, like recidivism rates for going back to games. Sure. These are things I did, but honestly, yeah. that's what I look for. No, I mean, so I, what that is what I would say. I believe that probably you guys have a higher rate of return um, visitors. Correct. Here are some reasons why. One is... Oh, uh, wait, whoa, hold on. I gave my pen out. Yeah. You know, but, 
Um, one is length of season, I think. So like True. that as a like even so I split tickets with my uncle and a couple of his friends and his dentist. And I started <laughs> I'm really glad his dentist is involved. Uh, he's re- he's a recent addition to our group. I recently I started with eight. How do you get jumped into this group? It's like a gang where you get jumped in. It is. In? You gotta know my I just didn't know, know my I have uncle to ask. Bob. I you, realize, you might know him. I didn't realize tickets were that hard to come by. The front row and the dugout are, okay. I mean, yeah. and it's not the, wrong. For, it's, you, yeah. Once you sit there, you can't. I went to a game, I went to the Cardinals-Reds game this weekend in Cincinnati, and we had really good seats in the outfield, and I was like, oh, I don't really like sitting anywhere but front row on the And to, to be clear, like, I said I love baseball back in the day. I, I traveled to probably well over 25 ballparks. Yeah, yeah. I'm a nerd for it, but I'm always curious, what are the draw? what's the draw? So for me, the draw is I believe that – Baseball is still America's favorite pastime. Um, I just love baseball as a sport. I was a bat girl for the baseball team in high school. Um, I just, I love baseball. Um, however, but I... turned into a baseball podcast. I love so it. It's fine. boring, though. No, but, but here's the is thing. Is smoke? That, man, there's no smoke. Uh, there were flames and fireworks at the game I went to last you night. You know what? Every I think someone in the outfield set something on fire. I think it's pretty much what it counted for. Every every time they scored, there was, like, fireworks going off? Um, every time there's a strikeout, they have flames going oh. on or something. But honestly, though, I have a genuine appreciation for that because as someone who's actually thinking about the experience. Yeah. So that's the no, thing. Oh, so, what cool. I, so what I would say is, for me, baseball is nice because if I share a season tickets and I miss a game every here or there because I'm too busy, I don't feel bad because I've been... There's so many opportunities to go to games. You know what? The people at the Indians are now listening to this crying every time you've missed a game. They're like, why didn't you show last up? Last year, I, or not last year because the pandemic was last year, but the year before that, even though I have now 12 games. I started with 18 and just couldn't make it. I went to one game out of 12 that I had tickets for. But part of it, I think, is that, right? Like, so, especially, like, as a season ticket holder, it's like, well, if I miss a game, it doesn't matter. There's always more. And I believe that something, the length of a football season or a soccer season is, like, perfect because when there are few enough games, you feel like you can go to all of them. Knowing that, the length of time of a game, I think one thing I tell about time with the COVID, I think people realize how to use their time differently Mm -hmm. and... Soccer games really, from a timing perspective, yes, are great as a parent. You can get your kids there. You can have a tailgate. You can at least a beer at least before you get in the building. In mm-hmm. your home, the kids are better at a decent time. So from a family perspective, it's great as well. You know, it's going to be an hour and a half. Maybe it ain't change too a little much. bit longer. Yeah, I think that too. But I again, I think you guys have probably a higher percentage of people who go to more than one game. We do, but Catherine has a lot to do with that. So but also, fair. what is your game capacity? Like, So think about that. True. It's, it should be, well, all things normal, be about 10K. Yeah. If you think about it, once everything so gets out of COVID protocol. I think the Indians are around 20. Um, do you think that, Jason? Yes? No. I used to know that number. but I, I used to also. What I tell you all the time is that I support Indianapolis in same, every sport we same. have. So, I mean, whether it be a field game or an Indians game, I, I'm not poo-pooing any other experience. Yeah. My hope is that people listen and go, you know, I've not had that. I should go see what Here, that's about. Here's something else to consider. I believe, especially if you're sitting somewhere. Did this get loud? It got so much like, louder. Someone like, it's like everyone drank beer at the same time it and all like, up and drank. It sounds like there's like a, like a square dance about to happen. That, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we break that down for a second? What I, point did it, does that sound like a square dance? Just like loud rowdiness. Like There's nobody with like a like a yokel accent in the back <laughs> screaming things off a record. Yeah. Or something. Like, oh, it's time. It's Not time to yet, get your partner. But talk to everyone in a beer or two. Right. Anyways, the point that I was going to make is I believe that there are different experiences that people want to, right? So Correct. if you are going to a game for an intimate experience where you feel like you're part of the fan group, that is what soccer is for. That is what hockey is for. If you want to sit 
and have no one talk to you at a game and also casually watch or not watch depending on how you feel and not miss anything that is baseball is for you like i think i think there's something for everyone but i do think for a loyal fan and someone like wanting to be part of a fan culture which is something that used to be so important to me in hockey and still is i think that i think that the byb and just the soccer culture in general lends itself so nicely to that i do think something that josh said about celebrating all of the indie experiences yes. all of our teams is yes. important to us um you know we have a we have many affiliates who are part of our supporters group slaughterhouse 19 is one of our affiliates yeah. And they um, they create a, a slaughterhouse that takes over the the field house night every mm-hmm. season for the Pacers, and we have you know upwards of a hundred slaughterhouse members that go. We make T-shirts or scarves specifically for that event, cool. and they'll take over the field house. And it truly um, is a takeover. They, you hear them in the mm-hmm. upper deck. Yep. You even hear the drum section, which by the way is a <coughs> soccer ripoff, and other sections in the stadium. Yeah, you hear you hear them. You hear slaughterhouse, which is super <laughs> cool. Well, they're like, what in the hell are people singing in the upper deck for? <laughs> and it's the soccer guys are here, yeah. Those are those fun soccer yeah. people. We also, this year, we had um, a new female, or new women's team, uh, Lady Victory. And so the BYB got oh, a group to go out to those games this year as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we want to celebrate all of Indianapolis sports, the whole community, because we love our city. It's not just Indy 11. It's, it's Indy. Right. I think that is something that is like fairly not unique, but I think very special about Indianapolis is like even a triple A baseball team has a ton of people, even at a day game, even a not MLS soccer team has like a huge loyal following. Mm-hmm. And I think like not every city is like that where people are like any sport plus all the sport like boosters. Like I think that. A lot of places, like, I don't know, I lived in St. Louis for two and a half years, and I don't care about the Cardinals at all. Yeah. No, and Indianapolis so think, is a sports town. It is, and it's, it doesn't even need, you know, I go to a lot of fuel games, too. Like, it doesn't yeah. need to be a top-tier professional sports team. It's just about the sports and the uh, We are a top-tier professional sports team. I was more uh, referring to the... the table would say otherwise. I was talking about the fuel, obviously. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I said we have a lot of fuel ex-employees at our place, too. I mean, the, the cross-pollination, and I say all the time, is you want to work in sports, and you're a young person, and you come to Indianapolis, I mean, there's so many opportunities. Plus, there's all these incubators across, you know, be Grand Park, whether it be downtown through all the things that um, the Indianapolis Sports Corps is doing. There's so many opportunities. If you're IPY's great programming, man, if you want to work in sports, this is, like, the place to work. No, I think it. we were kind of talking, and I, I met people who were going to the Olympic diving trials didn't really ever watch it before but it was something that's a cool building they wanted to go see because it's world it was olympics so i mean there there's always something kind of going around and on and where you can work out like that's an iupy kind of affiliated but yeah there's always something where were we what was the original topic i can't remember i've been i've it's had a beer since there. i don't know but i think since we all have a beer i'd like as uh, in this vein of indiana loving sports indiana. and community to larry bird <laughs> i'll never be against larry bird i think um we were talking to you guys just about the community and the opportunities that you kind of both afford to each other yeah, we have someone who wants to bring in fans and someone who helps fans kind of get integrated into the game. So. And the good example is a message I sent to Catherine earlier today. They are fiercely independent. Yeah. So 
you know, I get messages about the BYB on occasion. And my first reaction is, as a guy who, you know, was part of it at some time, go, uh, that's great. Appreciate your feedback. I have nothing to do with what you're asking me. And I mean that not in a way that I don't want to help from a fan perspective or, or want to be enabling or helpful. I'm like, the, the BYB is independent. It's a 501C. It's its own thing. So if you have gripes, complaints, issues, uh, good advice, things you'd like to try, I'm like, I'm not your human. Um, here's your human. Talk to these folks. They're the ones that will help you get it off the ground. Josh Mason would like you to stop emailing him. Stop <laughs> You heard it here me. first. Well, it was BYB related. Catherine will tell you, I said, the first thing I'm going to do is send it to her. And that's not because I'm being vindictive. It's because it, it's, it shouldn't be relevant to me. And not because I'm not listening or as a, as a, from a customer service perspective. It's no, it's, it's not me. This is Catherine. So it's about putting the work where it belongs for one. And two is that... The BYB works as a almost like a gut check, if you believe, for the front office and how we do business. Mm-hmm. And so it's every it's not just me saying the BYB in the 11. This is every soccer supporters club. It's it's your level of gut check into as an FO. I'm like, are you really resonating? What needs to be done? You're not frustrating a, a large group of people who generally care about what you're doing. So I have zero control, and I prefer it that way because at a minimum, I have really honest feedback in terms of how to make it a better experience. That's right. If you have a problem with BYB or praise for BYB, contact them. If you want more $3 hot dogs, you contact Josh. Yeah, that's kind of the truth of it. Um, <laughs> I could go for I, hot dogs I, I, so I hard like right now. I like $3 hot dogs, yeah. too, so it's Oh, okay. God. Uh, you, you, you actually were turning around to try to see if you can order a hot dog is what it looked like. You're like, oh, is there a hot dog? I did. I, like, looked is at there, him. Is there possibly I was trying dog? to, like, telepathically be like, you guys should start serving hot dogs. If that would have worked. Preferably corn dogs. I'd take corn dogs. That's all I can think of. I think we have to end this segment because I can only think of hot dogs. <laughs> well, no, it's been uh, it's been great. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Catherine. Um, we'll uh, continue on with the podcast. We thank you guys. Think you're great. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Now it's time for my favorite segment. The whole reason I do this potty, these potty cast, this podcast, it's my 30-second Bachelor recap. Do I have 30 seconds on the clock? Sure do. All right. I don't believe you, and I'm going to actually wait. I want to legitimately do it. Oh, my gosh. You're right here to leave, to go to the Bachelor. You make me pull up my stopwatch. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, Katie and Greg had a one-on-one date. They threw fish and ate oysters. She threw up. Brendan sent himself home because uh, he just felt like he hadn't received any love. They had a weird group date that was art, and Blake threw something so obscene that they blacked it out, and I still don't know what it is. She and Michael, they talked. She really, 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 really likes him. Andrew S. gave her a weird talk that told her, like, every athlete dies twice, like it was a common saying. She sent him home because she thought that was weird. He came back. She was like, hello, I love you. Bye. Stay. And he's like, no, bye. Virgin P. Mike goes home. Michael P. goes home after the date. The end. Young Michael Pence. Young Michael that Pence. Is it. Looking for his name. So the really next episode to is hear more about the, Michael uh, P. the Virgin. They had a cuddle date that was with a professional cuddler. It was so uncomfortable, and he whispered in her ear. He leaned forward seductively and said to her, You remind me of my mom. Oh my he, God! It is Michael Pence. I know. It is Michael yeah. Pence. Oh Mother. Okay. Anyways, that is the Bachelor recap for the week. This week is the mental. I'm super excited. We're gonna talk a little bit more. Carrie's got to go. I gotta um, go. She's gotta get more Bachelor information for us next week. Carrie, thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, I said it last week. I'll say it again. This is a pleasurable podcast experience. Woo. Podcast. <laughs> Bye. See you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening. 
This has been Indie City Football Live coming to you from a tap room. Uh, we re-record every Wednesday at around 5.30. Uh, a tap room also um, is part of our Beers for Kids, Beers for Goals, um, where a dollar from every pint sold goes to um, goals for kids. In Indy Parks. In Indy Parks, yeah. So... Um, and if you're here and you're wearing your jersey or your kid or, you, you know, you're from a team and you want to talk to us and be on the, the podcast, I invited the Garfield guy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he makes it. But, you know, it, it's something fun to do. It's uh, something the other league does. And, uh, yeah, come be a part of the podcast. I get you some extra points there, some too. So, so uh, after-party equivalent worth of social. Exactly. So there's always ways to earn points in Indy City football. Yep. But – for Cole, for Jason, for Carrie, for Josh, for Kathleen, for Jordan, Catherine, mm-hmm. for Catherine. Yep. I'm sorry. I know you're listening. She might be. Catherine might be short for Kathleen. It could be. Maybe. I doubt it, but I was going fast. Just edit that little bit out for me. Whoever is the editor. Thank you. Have a great night, and we'll see you all in the near future. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. You've been listening to Indie City Football Live. Join us at a tap room Mondays at 5.30 p.m. for a live recording. Indie City Football players get extra points, can earn prizes, and have a good time. As always, don't add us at Indie City Football on Twitter and catch new episodes live on WQRT-FM 99.1 Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Join your neighborhood team or learn more at IndyCityFootball.com. Indie City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. Would you be mine? Neighbor.